What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the number one truck podcast on iTunes. We want to thank you guys for making that happen with all the downloads of our episodes, the reviews that you give us. And we want to encourage you guys to follow us on social media. Just go to the Diesel Podcast on Facebook or Instagram, and there you're going to find previews of the episodes. And also, we're going to ask you guys for questions. So we're going to say, hey, we've got this topic on or this company. We're going to be talking about this. What questions should we ask? And we love being able to incorporate your questions into the episode. So make sure you guys follow us on social media. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about rat rods. And the gentleman that's going to be on today, he built his own. And he's going to give some tips and tricks of things you guys can do if you've always wanted to build one, how you can do it, where you can find information or help along the way. And he's going to tell us about... You know, why he chose a 12 valve Cummins. He went with a BD towing compound turbo setup, some fueling upgrades, different things, and how the thing drives on the street. So we know you guys are going to love this episode. Before we get to it, we want to thank two of our sponsors who helped make these episodes possible. And the first is Alligator Performance. If you guys are looking for anything to do with your diesel truck, whether it's wheels and tires, suspension, transmissions, intercoolers, air intakes, fueling upgrades, Go to alligatorperformance.com. They've got a ton of deals that they're running right now. But when you call them or if you message in, mention the Diesel Podcast. And they, they've put together some special packages and discounts and things like that for Diesel Podcast listeners. So all you got to do is just mention the Diesel Podcast. They'll hook you guys up. And also PPI. If you go to ppi.com, you're going to find custom tuning for your Cummins Duramax Power Stroke, your 3-liter F-150 Power Stroke, or the 5-liter Cummins that's in the Titan. And these guys are, what they're doing with tuning is really pushing it to the next level. And options that they have for emissions on tuning, getting really good power out of these trucks and being able to do it safely. So we want to encourage you guys to go check them out, ppi.com, any diesel truck that, that you have that looking for custom tuning on, those guys can hook you up. All right, let's get to the podcast talking about rat rods. This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. Tyler, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you about uh, this rat rod and your background in diesel and, and how the build went. I know our listeners are going to love hearing about this, so we, we appreciate your time today. I appreciate you having me. Now, the, the listeners out there, they're going to see the picture of the build. And we're, we want to get to it in a second, but I wanted to ask you about your background with diesels. If you've owned diesel trucks or just what happened before the build that kind of you know fed into saying, hey, I'm going to stuff a Cummins in a, in a rat rod. Well, you know, being a dairy farmer, you know, you grow up around all types of diesel engines. And you know you have a fair share of repairs that has to be done. So growing up as a kid, you know, we tinkered on, you know, Case Tractors and John Deere's and I don't know, just seeing that black smoke roll, man, just get my heart, it got my heart pumping. <laughs> I get my first vehicle was a 1997 Cummins. It was my grandpa's. He passed away and I bought that truck when I was 16 years old. It was his last truck he owned before he passed. It had 27,000 original miles. You know, it was a non-molested 12-valve, you know, just to have the, you know, it had the old Dodge automatic transmission that was, you know, prone to breaking. So I just started tinkering, you know, messed with the fuel pump, you know, got the P-pump turned up a little bit, you know, burnt two or three transmissions. And I don't know, it's always been in my blood, man. It's just something that 
I enjoy, you know, I enjoy seeing the power that some of these vehicles can make, you know, the, uh, just the endurance of the engines. I've had a 12 valve, a 24 valve, a common rail, and my current truck is a 2011 uh, 6.7 Cummins. You know, it's got the, you know, the EFI Live with ARP head studs with the air dock fuel system, you know, just your real small common, you know, mods done to a everyday roving truck, you know. So you're a Cummins guy. Yes, I'm a Cummins guy hard. I just, don't get me wrong, Duramax and Ford, you know, they're good trucks and stuff, but like I said, going back to the dairy and the farming background, most of these tractors run a Cummins engine, and it's just something that I've been familiar with, and I can see the the strain they can take, and you know the I don't know, man, just something about a Cummins engine. They just uh, it's in my blood. What's so cool about them is the like you said the, the how many how many of them are out there, saying like in pickup trucks, and a lot of the parts are interchangeable, or you can. Not a lot's changed besides fuel systems and technology and stuff, but the the hard parts and the familiarity with it, and I think especially with the aftermarket, is there's tons that that people can do like the second gen swaps, you know, putting those on a six seven Cummins or just tons of different things. It's really cool about that platform. Exactly, and it's ninety percent of it somewhat cost efficient, you know, for a normal person to go out there and tinker with their, their truck and be able to do it themselves, which means a lot to some people. Oh yeah. Uh, there's definitely some, some money to be saved you know, doing it yourself. Like on one truck I had, it was a six, seven. I'm like, I'm going to throw this, this fleece S four sixty four kit on it. And some, you know, PPI, if I live and you know, a, a lift pump system and things. And I could do it at home or, you know, with some friends or something. And it was pretty straightforward. Exactly. That that's kind of why I lean more towards a, a Cummins engine. You know, Dodge they may not make the best body parts or the drivetrain, but as far as the engine, you know, I think it speaks enough for itself. Well, you're the first guest that we've had on the Diesel Podcast that's built a rat rod, and we did a, a primer <laughs> not long ago where we posted a picture or two of it on social media, and people really loved it. So I wanted you to walk us through. That build from the, the the point you had the idea of, hey, I think I want to build this all the way through it to where it sits today. Well, it all started, I ended up trading a uh, side-by-side for this 1931 Ford Model A sedan. It had your common, you know, 350 gasser in it. Uh, it was a rat rod style, you know, kind of rough shape. It come out of Virginia. I brought it home. I drove it a while, you know, enjoyed just, you know, people love rat rods, you know, just something about it that catches people's eyes. I, I drove it a while and I was like, man, you know, this is fun. And well, then I got the idea, you know, hey, I want to sell this or trade it. You know, I'm always in the trading game. Mm-hmm. My brother come up to me and he's like, man, you know what we need to do? He said, we need to drop a Cummins in that thing. He's like, you know, no one around here's done it. He's like, and it, I, he's like, I just think it look awesome. So we started, you know, getting together, talking, and it just started falling into place. You know, we ended up stripping the car down to just use it, just keeping the cab, the front and rear axle, and we sold everything else. And from there, you know, obviously we come up with a frame design. You know, you got to have something to bolt the, the body down on. So we um, ended up doing a Z a Z frame. It's a common hot rod frame um 
we used four by or two by four channel with some gussets in between it to make sure you know it was going to withstand the torque of that big diesel engine um from there you know we we airbagged the rear suspension the front we kept it more modern we we kept the monolith up front which gives it that old school look um and we went with a set of uh, Speedway full rotors, front and rear. You know, we definitely wanted to be able to stop with that much weight up front and that much power. You know, if you ain't got good brakes, you know, you ain't really going to want to drive it down the road. You know, no. as much as stopping it as going with something that, that big and torquey. Um, from there, you know, the design changed probably a hundred times, to tell you the truth. I mean, we would, first we settled on a flat, a flat black body. And we didn't really feel like that would really show the character of the car. So to tell you the truth, we put the body on about five or six five-gallon buckets in our shop, and we just all grabbed a sander, and we just all started going to town sanding it, <laughs> trying to get that patina look, but yeah. not actually letting it set outside and let the Mother Nature take its course on it. Um. From there, you know, we done a little bit of the green and the copper just to give it that main look. You know, it kind of just pops out at you like it's going to get you or something. Um, but from there, you know, it just it, it unfolded to what you see today. You know, just a big, bad 1931 Ford with a Cummins stuck down in it. What kind of Cummins engine did you put in there? It's, a, it's out of a 1997 Cummins. It's a uh, 12 by with the 215 P-pump. How did you get it to fit? A lot of, obviously <laughs> we cut the firewall out and it, it's a tight fit. Let me tell you, when you sit down in that car, you got minimum leg room. Um, you know, we gave, we done away with a lot of the, uh, I guess the comfort and, you know, the movement in the car when you place, you know, a big old transmission inside a little body like that. Uh, it wasn't so bad getting the, the motor to fit as it was getting the transmission to fit, you know, because the motor being mounted outside the car, you know, the sky's the limit. So when you start, you know, stuffing a Dodge automatic transmission into a, you know, four-foot-wide body car, you start losing a lot of your, your movement inside around your pedals and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. That was probably the most hardest thing to figure out was how to make all that work because we originally wanted to stick with an mv4500 but they was I, no possible way a man could fit three pedals in that car so we ended up you know we originally started with a uh, 47 uh, rh transmission and we ended up you know eventually burning the transmission out of it um you know, them transmissions, they just can withstand a little bit of work. Even a car as light as that car is, it still ended up getting overdrive and stuff in that car. I was going to ask you about the the performance upgrades to it. As far as the engine, did you do kind of the same set of upgrades as you did on the, the 97 truck with modifying the pump a little bit? You know, those sorts of things. Did you Or did you get, you know, go all out with turbos, fueling, the whole nine yards? We, um, well, we started out with a set of uh, diesel auto power, 7 by 12 injectors. We uh, done a set of uh, full cut delivery valves. 
we timed the pump to 23 degrees and we put a set of 4,000 governor springs. We modded the fuel fuel plate a little bit and we installed a set of ARP 425 head studs. As far as the fuel system, you know, to supply that, we're running an AirDog 2 165 with a 15 gallon fuel cell. And as far as turbos, we're running a it's a smaller setup, but it's getting the job done right now. It's a uh, BD towing compound. It's a 58 over 66, which spools really nice. Uh, we may eventually change that to two larger turbos, you know, but right now it's it's doing fairly good. You know, it's pushing around 60 to 70 pounds of boost, as far as we can tell with the gauge. Um, so it's get, it's doing it's doing plenty enough for us. Uh, yeah, I was gonna just uh, singing about kind of the setup and and the fueling and everything, and I bet that's it does spool quick, so you can you know kind of get up and going. You don't gotta wait too long to to bring the you know the airflow and the power on. Yeah, that's kind of I was running a single S three sixty three, and it was doing it was just a little laggy on takeoff. You know, you would have to get going, then it would just kick in and go, and I just. It, it was awesome. Of course, people love the black smoke and stuff, but I wanted more of a more quicker throttle response. So by going to them compounds, it definitely helped light it a whole lot faster. So we're pleased with that with that setup right now. I think that's one of the most common questions we get with uh, builds or different things. I and mean, we've had BD on a few times and talked to him about like single versus compounds. And it, it's really what you just described with the usable power range that you have from low, mid and high RPM range where you're not really sacrificing anything really, you know, it's just, you got two turbos, but uh, you know, it's, it gives you the ability to use the whole RPM range. Exactly. And that, you know, on a, car like what we have you know it definitely ain't going to be hooked to no sled or hooked to no trailer towing anything by any means but it's still nice to be able to have that low rpm spool to get the job done you know we have done a little drag racing with it not a whole whole lot but we have tinkered a little bit at at the local drag strip with it Um, our biggest problem is trying to get it to spool we do have to spool it somewhat you know when you're trying to race it and we're having problems with it it's trying to push the front wheels because we're running some uh real narrow poker front tires and they're just wanting to really slide so uh, we can't really do a lot of drag racing with it but it's definitely fun for just your everyday driving and going to town and hitting up some diesel events and stuff like that when I saw the pictures that you sent me of the build, like I'm one of those guys that if I put together furniture, I've got leftover parts. So <clears throat> I got <laughs> when I was looking at all the work you did, it, it was it's almost intimidating. And I think a lot of the listeners out there, or maybe not a lot, but some of them, are like I really want to build one of those, but I'm intimidated by all that goes into it. What? How would you describe that part of the build where there may not be, you know, there's not an instruction manual with it. It's just you have a vision, and you have parts in an engine and you're trying to make it all work what helped you bring this whole build together well it's definitely having good confidence in yourself i can tell you many times that i've walked over and looked in that shop and seen that car sitting in the corner in a million pieces and you think to yourself this is a money pit it's never going to be finished what have i got myself into 
<laughs> but when you go back and just like envision what you're thinking you're going to build and just telling yourself, hey, when this is done, it's going to be worth it. I mean, yeah, there's there's money to be involved. You know, nothing's free by no means, but it's well worth the time. If you have a welder, a chop saw, any type of fabrication skills, you could build a car easy, a truck easy, anything you put your mind to. It's just one of them things where the the closer it got to being finished, the more you just felt like, hey, I've accomplished something that I've envisioned, and it's come to life. Um, you know, it ain't nothing you can go out there and say, hey, I'm going to do this and have it done next week. I don't see that happening, uh, you know, but uh, it can be done by anyone. Uh, this is our first car we ever built. Me and my brother done 90% of the work on this car other than a few hands from our friends coming over and turning some wrenches with us. So, you know, we're just your average, you know, diesel junkies really. And, you know, anything's possible. How long did it take you guys to, to do the build? It took us right at a year and a half. Um, 90% of that honestly got finished towards the last four months of that year because I don't know if you're familiar with Beans Diesel in Woodbury, Tennessee, but they have yeah. a, a really, really good diesel event, and it's blackout the country. And I've attended that diesel event many years before this car was ever thought about. And when that diesel event started coming up, I told myself, I said, I want this car done. I want to take this car and show it off at this diesel event. And that's what I done. We worked and worked and worked, and we got this car running two weeks before Beans Diesel's event went on. And I hauled it down there in the enclosed trailer so no one could see it. And, boy, when that thing fired up, you should have seen the crowd of people come running wanting to know what the heck's in that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just uh, the, the look on people's faces, man. It's just It makes you feel good when you, you know, you think back and all them long hours in the shop and, you know, maybe them cuts on your hands and, and frustrated nights of things not going right, you think, man, it really paid off just to see the, the look on people's face and the excitement that that brings to people, especially the smaller the smaller kids. You know, they really enjoy that car, you know, and things like that. What's so cool about about your build is, is it combines diesel performance and diesel engines, which we're all enthusiasts of, but then you have this classic body, but with kind of a twist on it where you can make it look how you want and kind of give it that edgy look to it. And it's just combining all these really cool things into a vehicle where I think we're just drawn to it. We want to see it. We want to know more about it. We are just excited. It's different. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, that that's when I started turning, honestly, Patrick, I turned away from spending so much money on my, my new Dodge and put more focus on my, my car because I could park them two side by side and no one cares a thing about that new truck. They're all drawn to that car. Yeah. So I told myself, let's put all the attention towards that car and just bring all the details out. Like if you walk around my car, we, we used a lot of um, old Model A like ranches and stuff they used on the old timey tractors. Like my my brake and gas pedal, we used old old ranches, and the light the headlight brackets are old ranches. We just brought like 
you know, like you said when you were talking about, you know, you the sky's endless for what you want to do to something like that. You could mount whatever you want on it. You could paint it whatever you want. It, that's what's kind of neat about building a car or truck like what we have done because you kind of make it your own. You add whatever you want. If you want to, you know, do stacks with bar wrapped around them or, or whatever, it's just it, it's the details that, that I think kind of makes more people interested about the build. For sure. Oh, yeah. It's like you go to you go to a truck show or just anywhere driving around a town or, or any place, you're going to see newer trucks, and they're going to be lifted and have nice wheels and tires, and you're probably going to see you know a few of the same color and everything, but when you get into a rat rod build, everything could be custom you know everything had has a story the paint the pedals the the engine the way the turbos sit the tires the wheels and it's that story that that we're drawn to and i think whenever i've seen them i've been like i I need to know more like (laughs) tell me about the about the build how'd you do this how'd you do that and that's what's so cool and we're really excited to have you on today to tell us about it and hopefully someone out there listening is inspired they might have you know an older vehicle sitting there they've got an engine on a stand they don't know what to do with it and they've thought about it and so it's cool to you know pick your brain so to speak about the whole the whole process and one of the things that i I did want to ask you is you had mentioned your brother and some friends that helped but what companies helped you or or what people could you turn to and say hey i don't know what to do with this have you ever come across this what can i do to make this work i mean I've turned to a few companies, but as far as there's not many companies I turn to as far as the build, but as far as like engine and performance wise, you know, there's several. I mean, I talked to, uh, you know, as I was building the car, there was a few diesel events I intended, and I talked to a few vendors and some guys, you know, about, hey, what do you recommend running as the fuel system or the injectors or you know the trans cooler and stuff like that um but as far as you know they ain't really no companies to turn to when you start building something like this other than if you was looking for performance help is is really the only answer i have on that yeah imagine it's it's pretty it could be pretty tough outside of hey what fuel and air should i run because it's it's custom and there's going to be so many things that you're going to run into that there's no there's no kit you know there's no part number to order to get this stuff you know like when we went to you know when we burnt the transmission up we ended up turning to a uh 47 re transmission with a full manual valve body and you know when we done that you know we was able to turn to some help you know on what to do you know like we installed a uh a billet flex plate, you know, uh, a billet triple disc, CVC converter, red eagle clutches. You know, it's got a few billet actuator pistol uh, pistons, a uh, billet servo, you know, band lever, stuff like that. It's got a full manual valve body with the pressure bumped up. You know, things like that, there's all kinds of help to turn turn to. But when you go call up someone and say, hey, you know, I'm trying to stick a Cummins into a 1931 Ford Model A, you know, can you help me with, you know, say the brakes is, you know, they don't, they don't really know what to tell you, <laughs> especially when you say you're putting a big diesel engine, you know, diesels and rat rods are something that are, they're growing, which I, a lot of people like it. A lot of people hate it. You know, it's a love hate relationship. I love it because I'm a diesel guy. Um, 
it's just the diesel rat rod industry is growing. There's a there's a ton of ton of them out there. I know you've probably seen them on on YouTube and on Facebook and stuff. So it is a growing breed, which that that's kind of what inspired us when we built this car. Is while we was building this car, we kind of run into other people that have built similar builds. And they was now that that's kind of I guess where you could get your help from uh, if you was looking to build one if you needed help on the frame the suspension stuff like that I I guess that's where I should have said I got some of my help from I did contact a few guys I met on social media and they was able to most of them guys they'll lend a hand they ain't gonna be you know suck up and say why well, I'm not gonna tell you my you know how to do this and that most of them guys they was really helpful. Um, you know, so that's, I guess that's where a, a person could turn to if they was needing some help on the uh, suspension and, and frame of building a rat rod. And do you think you'd build another, build another one? Crazy enough, we're in the process of building one right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, um, we started out, you know, this is one of them things where building a rat rod, you know, it changes several times. We started out building a uh, 1951 GMC we was going to put it on a 1998 Dodge Ram 2500 chassis with four air ride from air slam it with a set of 24.5 semi wheels milled down but that truck there to fit them them big semi wheels we're going to do a lot of cutting on the front clip and I think we've turned our attention now towards a 1971 International with the butterfly hood that I picked up from a guy a town or two away from us. I think that's what we're focusing on now is slapping that International body down on that Dodge chassis. And it's also going to run the uh, 12 valve with a Envy 4500 transmission. And what we're looking at to do with that truck is more or less be like our tow rig we could haul our car on it to shows, you know, because that's even cooler if you pull up, you know, haul an old car with an old truck. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of where we're, we're at on that. It's just it's this truck has took a little longer than I expected, but, you know, it's one of them things that you don't, you know, the long you don't build it, you don't have a deadline or a certain day, you know. It's one of them things that could take a year. It could take three years. But when it's done, I promise you, I can tell every listener out there, when it's done, it is well worth the sacrifice you put into it. I promise you. We're going to have you back on to talk about the truck. <laughs> I will definitely let you know when it is finished because I'm I'm eager to get it done. I, I just, it's something that I, I, I picture it in my head almost every day. I walk in that shop and see that, that, that frame sitting over there. I can just picture myself. Me and my brother, or my wife, or whoever rolling down the interstate pulling that car, and just to look on people's faces. It, I already get it when we drive the car down the road. So just imagine what it's going to be like when you have two old vehicles getting towed down the road. It's going to be it's going to be pretty awesome. One of the things that like there, we get tr- you know pictures of trucks and things from our listeners, and you have so many good ones. I feel bad just like posting one of them up on youtube and social media do you have a page on instagram or facebook where our listeners can go and check out all the cool pictures you have of this rat rod yes i do i'm on facebook it's tyler sparkman 
And on Instagram, I, it is Spartman underscore O three. And you can mess if you have if you're building a car, and you know you're one of the listeners, and you have a problem, message me. I'll be more than glad to help you. If I don't have the answer, I will either find it for you or I will put you in the direction of one of the guys that helped me build my car. Because there, there's people out there, you know. I didn't think there was until I got started. I posted a few pictures on Instagram. A few buddies tagged some buddies. They messaged me. They helped me. They helped us out, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't want no one to sit out there being discouraged about a project they got, you know, a lot of money sunk into and it's not moving forward with. Because there is, you know, there's help there's help out there to help get that dream finished it's really cool i'll I'll make sure that we tag you when we post up as well so any listeners can just click right over and and ask you but there's so many there's so many engines that are sitting out there there's transmissions there's parts there's things that are just on stands that could build something really cool really exciting and i'm sure you know when you go to shows and events and there might be somebody who's not really familiar with diesel. They're just going, they got dragged there. They're going with their buddies or something and they see it. You can inspire someone to do that or to buy a diesel truck or to just become an enthusiast of diesel. And I think that's the power of it. And especially with social media and the pictures you have are great is you see it and you're like, wow, I, I need to learn more about that. And it can start a lifelong passion for this type of, this type of engine. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it is. And another another thing that really makes it pay off is, you know, meeting, like I met Chris, like when I took that car to Beans Diesel for the first time, it pulled off the trailer. Not long after that car got pulled off the trailer, Chris from Diesel World Magazine come up to me. And he's like, man, I want to shoot an article on this car. And for someone to walk up and ask you to do something like that, yeah. It mean it really means a lot. And about a year from that that conversation we had, I met with Chris, and we done a um, some photos and stuff. And they and my car actually made the front cover of the Diesel Builder Guide. And, and man, just that accomplishment, you know, for something that me and my brother had worked so hard for, and for it to be able to be shown. And like you said, kind of like the podcast here, you know. That article, when he wrote about the car, is just to inspire younger people or older people that, you know, hey, if you if you want to do this, it can be done. It just takes a little time and dedication, and it, it can happen. I think it's so cool as well, like, with this podcast is, you know, we did an episode about restoring a first-gen Cummins, and then it's like, hey, I got this buddy who did a rat rod do you want to talk to him? I'm like, yeah, I want to talk to him. And then somebody will contact us or tag us with something and be like, Hey, I'm building this. I restored this. And there's so many stories out there that can get missed or it's just, it's hard to get the attention or I don't want to say attention, but just like people see it. And it's like, that's what I love. That's what keeps me going every day, every week is not necessarily focusing on, like the trucks that everybody sees or the builds that everybody sees, but there's so many other unique ones out there that that's why this episode, when we had chatted before, I'm like, I, I can't wait to do this one because it's, it's unique. It's cool. We do hear about listeners out there that are like, I kind of want to do this, but you know, I'm, I'm intimidated by it. I don't know where to start. And 
that's that's what we love that's what we love to talk about so it, it's really cool and anyone who's listening it's like hey i i built this i built that tag us on instagram or send them send us a message or something on that or facebook and and we do love to talk about these kind of builds that aren't they're not typical they're not just wheels and tires or something they're a lot went into them and a lot of passion and and time exactly that's kind of what i'm hoping this this uh, podcast will do it will actually maybe have like you said people reach out to you that may have thought hey you know they don't want to talk about this stuff you know they're more into newer modern vehicles than your classic older you know not so old vehicles this right here may open some doors up for some other people to to be able to get recognized for some of their hard work that they they have accomplished on their vehicle definitely well i I appreciate your time today and in giving us an insight into what it's like to build something like this and the process for it and and i I encourage all the listeners as well as when you hear this go on instagram facebook check out the pictures of this rat rock because it is it is cool i i was looking through the ones you sent me and i'm like finding new things in each picture i'm like how do you do that oh wait look at that and it was like an hour and a half later i'm like maybe one day i need to try to build something like this well, if you want to build one, you let me know, and I'll be glad to help you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, I did have some help. I do have a few sponsors I would like to thank that helped me on a few parts. You know, spon- getting sponsors, it's hard. You know, with, you got to be able to hit up shows and do things for them sponsors that want to, you know, invest time in you. And being a dairy farmer, I don't have a lot of time to hit a lot of shows up, but I do have a few sponsors that was willing enough to help me. And I would like to thank, um, I would like to thank AirDog. You know, they supplied me with a uh, really good fuel system. So if you are in the market for a fuel system, you know, look up AirDog. Uh, Diesel Auto Power, they hooked me up on the injectors. Uh, I got a local shop here, uh, Candy Poster. They, uh, they've done the seats in the car and the vinyl top to keep me from getting wet. And American Outlaw Welding, he made me a custom octagon tilt that's been patinaed i don't think it was in the photos i sent you but i do have some photos of it on the car now that's a few of the sponsors i have that i you know that had help that has helped me out and they are helping me on this future build that we are working on very cool very cool well let me know when you get the next one done and and we'll talk about maybe some of the different challenges and things that you faced on the truck versus the car and you know, just the the process for that one. I think that's going to be a, a really interesting build as well. I, it'd be awesome to talk to you about it, and I definitely will. As soon as that truck hits the street, you'll be one of the first people to get notified. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to alligatorperformance.com. When you call them or message in, mention the Diesel Podcast. They've got some special discounts and some some special hookups that they're going to give you for being a Diesel Podcast listener. And also go to ppi.com. They've got a completely revamped site. You can search for tuning for your Cummins Duramax Power Stroke, 3-liter Power Stroke, 5-liter V8 Cummins that's in the Titans. Anything you're looking for with tuning, those guys have seen it, know how to make the truck run better, and can get you the most power possible out of your setup. Till next time. Keep the shiny side up.